Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Luke Anderson, astronaut, a man barely interesting. I just picture you sitting on the rail at a strip club eating a Lunchable. Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. I, I love you, but you're saying that... This little old man, this dude was a clean 6'6". We have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland. On Saturdays, about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show. Better than they were before. Sportsier, funnier, more Labradoodles. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey. Map and 1080thefan.com. Saturday morning. I hope all of you beautiful Portlanders out there are having a fantastic Father's Day weekend. But most importantly, let's start with the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Will Darkens. What's happening, my man? Not gonna lie, bro. You sound rough. Yeah? What's going on? What do you mean? Our pre-show video. Yeah? Which was just you working. On three screens, by the way, you've now morphed into three screen guy. Well, which I didn't think was possible. I went two screen is. guy, and then I realized I use my laptop screen a lot more. But I have the docking station, but it's not my preferred screen. It's really ancillary, so it's uh, it's just hanging out over there. All so. right, so we got three screens. Yep. We got a left, a right, and a middle one. Now, yep. where does the porn go? Uh oh, if we're doing that, it's all three. Just fill them up. <laughs> Fill them up. That's what show prep is. Yeah. Actually, that's pretty lucky they didn't walk in on me on, you know. On the work computer? The three screen <laughs> on the work computer. How the hell can you handle that? Yeah. Left screen usually is um, usually is the music. It's the uh, the DJ booth over there on the left screen. Put you got the your mix tables. And oh, all yeah. That. We go I, iTunes. Uh, or if we're if we're listening to Odyssey, mm. put Odyssey up there. Whatever you mean the Odyssey app, full yeah. of all the best radio stations Not the in app. the country. Just go to Odyssey.com on your desktop. The app's on the phone. It goes with me. But yeah, so that that goes up on the left screen. Center screen's usually primarily what I'm working on. Right. Maybe an Excel spreadsheet. Wow. Sometimes a Word doc. Occasionally PowerPoint. Wow. And then right screen usually calendar. 
Keep okay. the calendar hanging out over there. Uh, we're updating uh, emails. That's right. Uh, any any uh, projects that that like move to the side, working on it, but not right now. Not maybe, right now. Maybe reference material goes over there. Yeah, mm, free okay. screening it and and loving it. I was on a, a Zoom call with uh, somebody. I think he was in Atlanta. Doesn't matter. Why the hell were you on a Zoom call with somebody from Atlanta? I'm uh, I'm big time. Are you Mister International? I'm. Mr. National. Mr. Nat, right. Yeah. Well. So I'm, I'm big time. Okay. Right. So I'm I understand. I'm I big know. time. We're, we're collaborating. We're, uh, we're brainstorming. We're, uh, you know, coming up with better ways to, to make things happen. Thank right. you. I'm a genius. There you have it. Uh, and uh, he, he, he makes the comment. He goes, yeah, you're probably two screen guy. And, uh, and I just look at him and I go like this and hold up three fingers. And he just goes, ah, I knew it. <laughs> So, you know what? Apparently, I put off that vibe, even if you didn't see that I had three screens. Apparently, I'm putting out the vibe with my uh, my feelers that uh, yeah, people see that I'm uh, that I'm three-screen guy. I don't know. But, yeah. So, anyway, what the hell's wrong with you? You sound I mean, raspy. I, well, I was drinking scotch and playing ping pong last night. Did you really? Yeah. Did you hang around here and keep no, drinking not, and playing? Not here. Oh. We, we did have our first uh, ping pong action uh, this week. Uh, in the building here, played a few games. Right. I uh, went and grabbed my paddle and whooped up on uh, Molly, who is probably one of the best players here. She you she paddled Molly. Paddled her. I grabbed the paddle and I hit the <laughs> ping pong ball across the table okay. with more precision. Because otherwise, you're making me think that this yeah. was a wild ass party. No, we went uh, maybe like five o'clock. over. I'm gonna get this mallet and let's do uh, this. Let's thing. not. Uh, no, that's not what happened. Okay. It's, it's, All right. Sorry. Didn't see that it was called a bat though. It's a ping pong bat. Got it. Yeah. So you got I'm your mallet. bat. You pounded on people there. I did. I did. I I did upset. Uh, we have a new guy. Yes. New guy. Uh, a little competitive. Yes, I'm glad you mentioned this because okay. I played him right before you sure. got in there. Oh, yeah. Yes. How'd that go for you? Well, I'll tell you what. he. I thought he possibly was very mad at me. Oh, he's hes mad at the world. He, <laughs> does, he does not like to lose <laughs> a thing. So, new guy. Yeah. Uh, Alex Hinshaw played in the major leagues. He played, uh, pitched for the for the Giants, mm. pitched for uh, Blue Mets. Jays, Cubs, Mets. I thought. I thought I saw that anyway, on his four, LinkedIn. Four teams. I don't okay. know if it was Mets, but the, that fourth team will leave up in there. But he, but he, professional athlete. Yeah. Competitive. And uh, first game I played against was against Molly, and she actually beat me because I was using the the off the shelf rackets. Eh, I don't need any of that. You mean the bats? Yes. So we've got a mallets, bats, <laughs> rackets, right, paddles. Yeah. We've got them all. So uh, uh, she got me on the first game. Molly's good. She's quite good. Yeah. And uh, well, she also was the one that really wanted to get ping pong going because apparently all summer she's been hanging out with her brother and her brother's frat brothers yeah. and just playing ping pong. All oh, she's, I know. She's she she pool hustled me yeah, before yeah. you got yeah, there. Yeah. She yep. goes, oh, I'm so out of practice. Yeah. I was like, yeah, my ass. Yeah. No, no. Because she, she came up to me. She's like, we're playing ping pong tomorrow. Right, she yeah. told me on Thursday. I'm like, all right, all right. So she's been training all summer. And so, but we played a competitive game, mm. and then uh, and then Alex steps up and he wants a game, and immediately I take take the mallet, right, the bat out of my right hand, and put it in my left hand. I started playing him left-handed, mm. and so he was he was pissed from the beginning. He's like, "You're playing left-handed." I go, "So are you?" He goes, oh, "I'm left-handed. <laughs> I'm left-handed." And he just <laughs> starts barking at me. Christ. Yeah, and I I take care of him in short order, and he he's just like I'm gonna have to go home and buy a ping pong table, and get my kid. Like he was just 
he was sitting there pacing back and forth as uh, Molly and I played a few more games. I went and got my my bat, and I, I whooped up on her pretty good. But he was just livid. And he's dude, not very good. Dude, he did the same exact thing five minutes before you got there. Oh, yeah. And he did it in front of Boss. Oh, yeah. In front of Boss Woman, Kim. Like, yeah, Kim sure. was right there. And he would, like, miss shots, or I'd, like, hit a shot. And he'd be like, freaking fresh shot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So then I left. Stomping. Like we, left, we left here. And uh, you and Alex? No. Well, oh. everybody left. Oh, yes, everybody we all left. left. <laughs> we didn't, go to, the, we didn't go to the same place. All right. Well, and my wife was hanging out with my sister-in-law, and they were hanging out. And I get a text message going, hey, swing by and, uh, and, and hang out with us if you want to. Was it Alex? Well, no. And then my wife, she, oh. she's terrible at text messaging. Alex was not there. Okay. Uh, my wife, terrible at text messages. I go, what's, what's for dinner? Yeah. And she sends a series of like fumbled, like, uh, she does a speak to talk uh, to text. Yeah. That's not wise. Well, and I'm listening to it in the car and I thought she said sheep dip Ooh. was for dinner. Sheep dip is a scotch. It's a scotch whiskey. And so I was oh. like, sweet. So I just changed my trajectory, went over to my brother's house. Cause he's, he just got a ping pong table. Yeah. In the garage, so I'm like, cool. I'll play some ping pong and uh, and do that. So I played I played a few games with him. Played my dad swung by for no reason, and I played about sixty games uh, left handed against him, and he could not beat me. So he was very upset about that. The old man not good at ping pong. No, the old man quite good. He beats. Here's the thing: the old man beats most people at ping pong, but he put the ping pong table in the basement hmm. when we were I don't know twelve to fifteen. Right. So he all planted my brothers, the seed. All my brothers are, uh, oh, no, we had it much longer before that. I'm just saying that my brothers and I are four years apart, uh, five years apart for four of us. And so right in around the, the pre-teen age, we started beating him, and we never looked back. And so now when I play against my dad, he, I play him left-handed. And uh, the games are pretty competitive. Last time I played him, it was he was beating me just just barely. And this game, he just couldn't he couldn't get a win. So yeah. I played about 60 games, drank a bunch of scotch, and, and then I woke up a little rough. Did you say sheep dip? Sheep. Sheep. Like the animal? Sheep yeah. dip. Well, yeah. see, now that's what I thought. I thought it was yeah. like she was making haggis. Yeah, no, no. It's but No? It's, it's That's a meat thing, isn't it? Haggis? Uh, yeah, haggis is when you take... Uh, Let me see here. Take a bunch of uh, meat and vegetables, I believe, and you shove it into sheep, gu- sheep guts. Oh, that looks disgusting. And then boil it. Boy, I am looking at haggis right now. I believe that's haggis. Is that haggis, right? It's boiled inside of sheep guts. Looks like what I left in the bathroom this morning. Yeah. I'm not lying to you, man. This thing looks bad. Yeah. It's, apparently, it is uh, rather disgusting smelling, too. Why the hell is Irish food so crappy? Scotch. Well, now, now I'm on to the food thing. Yeah, but that's Scottish, isn't it? Isn't the haggis Scottish? Oh, well, why the hell is I... Why the hell is food from that region so crappy? Because I've been introduced to British food because sure. my wife is from Wales, yep. which is pretty much a part of the UK and she introduces <laughs> me much. to stu- certain stuff. Yeah. And it's bad. Yeah. And I got to put on the face, right? Mm-hmm. The, oh, this is pretty good. Now it's some not. of their desserts are all right, but when it comes to food, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can, I can get behind a, a cup of tea and like the finger sandwiches, the scones. I'm down with that. But yeah, there other than fish and chips, I don't know that there's anything that's really all that appealing, like bangers and mash. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, bangers Shep- and mashes. I shepherd's pie is pretty good. Yeah, I'm trying to think of okay. things that I've had. Yeah. Well, you can make a good shepherd's pie. It depends on who's making it. Uh, the one that I haven't had, which I'd like to try, is uh, Gordon Ramsay's famous for beef Wellington. 
That I have not tried. What's you, that? You take uh, you take a prime rib and you wrap it in puff pastry. And if you cook it right, the pastry on the outside stays nice and flaky without getting soggy from the meat. And then uh, you get like a perfectly cooked prime rib on the inside. It's supposed to be remarkable. It's like somebody uh, photoshopped beef into a uh, baguette. Yeah, that's kind of what it is. But apparently it is very difficult. And that's how Gordon Ramsay made a name for himself. Making beef Wellington. Making beef Wellington. You look it up. See how accurate that is. Well, I'm looking at it right now. No, I'm just saying the whole Gordon, Gordon Ramsay connection. That I that you'll have to check on. Just like all of us, Beef Wellington's pink on the inside. There is that, is that the website you're on? Beef Wellington, just like us.com. Beefwellington.org. That's right. That's right. It's an organization. They're, they're a, well, but, I feel sorry for you that you yeah. had a raucous night. I mean, it was it was. Ping pong and scotch. It's not not that drinking rocket. and scotch. Yeah. Well, listen. It pissed Alex off. It's uh, in front of our boss. Uh, well, you pissed him off first. Well, Molly really made him mad. Oh, uh, really? Oh, well, yeah. Do you think he likes? He, he doesn't like. He doesn't like losing uh, at all. And then he's Molly's adorable. That's one thing about. Like she has to take breaks. She's like, I need to go wipe my nose, and she'll take a break in the middle of a ping pong game to do that. And she'll she's just a genuinely. She's a genuine happy person. She is, and she's adorable. Uh, but the, the losing to her, I don't think helps. No. And then on top of that, did you catch the uh, baseball umpire deal? What's that? Did Mo he kill a guy? Molly's from Florida. She, oh, family friend is uh, major league umpire. Oh, really? Who happened to throw Alex out of a game. Oh, no. <laughs> what? Yes. Oh, yeah. She was digging at him. It, was, it was a whole thing. That yeah. is a rough week for I'm Alex. just saying. <laughs> Welcome aboard, buddy. <laughs> but, so there's another there's another element to this. I hope everybody's enjoying this. We're just talking about The Office. Like, The Office finally reopened this week. I didn't think it would be as cool as it is. It's actually very, very nice to see people. I thought I would be like, I'm good working from home. It's actually very nice to be in the office, talk to people, see people. Well, I'm not going to lie to you. I felt very uncomfortable when Alex started getting very mad because I, I, I am very placid when it comes to being in front of people that are above oh, me, yeah, yeah. like bosses. Sure. I try to keep it as level as possible. Like that guy was going rage right in front of all the bosses. And I was sure. like, dude, you better keep it in check. They're going to raise some ah, eyebrows about they're you. Fine. He's great. <laughs> He's got gusto. Oh, I did. I did do it. I had a first time thing. I got Molly to drop an F-bomb. Oh, really? Yeah. She goes, that's the first one I've ever used in this building. Yeah, I haven't heard her. Yeah. There's only been one, so you wouldn't have heard it. Um, but, yeah, so she's uh, digging at him with uh, – apparently he got tossed out of a baseball game, and she's telling the story. He's like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. It's fantastic. It's good, good stuff. So, anyways, it's going to be it's gonna be a week where uh, if you think I'm rough now, this next week it, it, it may not go well. What, are you just going to drink a lot? I've got Father's Day weekend, of course, this weekend, so we'll do in a little bit of celebration. So right? all the Anderson boys are going to get together in their basement and well, this drink and this slap afternoon, ass. This afternoon, we're doing the early 40th birthday party. Oh, it's a week your from, 40th a birthday. A week from Monday, I turn 40, but I'm going to be out of town next weekend. Yeah, so thank you, thank you. Do a little celebration this afternoon. Okay. And tomorrow will be Father's Day, and then uh, do a little work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We're going to Alaska. Bring golf clubs, fishing poles, and uh, and see what kind of trouble we can get into. But it's the the old man and uh, the brothers Anderson.
That's interesting. You're going to Alaska. Alaska. How did that start? Well, the plan Y'all go was, up there. Is well, that where you're from? Well, my birthday close to uh, the summer solstice, as you know. So the longest no, day. I don't. Of, the longest day of the year is early June, or, oh. or is uh, June twentieth or twenty second or whatever it is. So uh, early early birthday celebration. We've yeah. talked about for years was going up to Alaska, playing a midnight round of golf. Oh. So the original plan was to go to Fairbanks, but apparently Fairbanks is not fully reopened uh, because of COVID. So we're going to go to Anchorage, and uh, golf courses co- close at 12.30 at night. Uh, but we all wanted to go fishing, and we all wanted to play golf. And so we're, we're instead of just canceling the trip, we're like, ah, we'll just go to Anchorage instead of uh, Fairbanks. And so we're still going to play at midnight. i got to tell you, my only experience with Alaska, uh, never been there, but uh, <laughs> it was watching that show. Remember David Tell used to do yeah. that show Up All Night or something? Yeah, what was it? Called it? something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know. Anyway, it was basically Insomni- him, Insomniac. Yeah, that's right. And it was him going to like uh, major metropolitan cities in the U.S. and sometimes smaller ones. And just like having a night there, just the staying sh- up all yeah, night. The show started with him yeah. doing a late night stand up set. Yes. And then just what he did just afterwards. Just hitting the town until like 4 a.m. And this was basically his routine for 20 years before he had the show because he'd been doing stand up forever. He did it in Anchorage for the summer solstice. And I remember it being yeah. really weird that like it was 3 a.m. and it looked yeah. like it does now. It's so, just, just completely sunny. So, yeah. Th- so the sun does set in Anchorage mm. at. Uh, 11:40 and then it rises at at four o'clock in the morning but oh, it never God. it never gets completely dark in Fairbanks the sun will go I guess right at the horizon and then just start going back up it never actually sets so that was the original plan but yeah we're gonna we're gonna be up there for uh basically 24 hours of daylight you know because of global warming we're yeah. all probably gonna live in Alaska at some point yeah why not we're just gonna keep going north well, <laughs> well you've heard you've heard that uh the Russians that live in Siberia are all about global warming what do you mean? Like they're, they're speeding it up. They're, they're oh. just happy. They're like, yeah, uh, it sounds great. Like, <laughs> like most of the world's like, oh, this is terrible. Siberia's like, no, this is kind of, yeah, we're all about it. Let's yeah, do it. Sweet like this. Oh, uh, we're losing the permafrost. And they're like, yeah, it's terrible. It's good news. End of world's <laughs> if, better weather. Have you ever been to here? It's a terrible place, yes. but a little sunnier would be nice. Bad news. Frost melting around dead bodies we hide. It's Probably not going to smell no. very good for a long time. You Give and take. They say they say when the uh, ski resorts uh, thaw out for the summer. Mm. I guess it's uh, pretty rank for a few days because there's uh, skiers, snowboarders. They stop and they uh, leave treats under trees and whatever and bury it in the snow. And uh, what? Yeah, there's people uh, take craps on yeah. the on the ski. Sl- yeah, they don't want to go all the way back down to the lodge. I mean, you just wear a diaper and crap yourself. Nah, man, there's there's some sweet pal out here, bro. I'm not going all the way back to the to the lodge. No way, dude. Those lines down there. Yeah, I'm just dumping as I go. Check it out. I got a mini shovel. Just <laughs> uh, dig out some of the pow pow and then put it right in the hole. Long John's got the trap door, bro. <laughs> Dropping off the kids right here under the tree. Yeah, so apparently uh, it, can, uh, it can get pretty gross in that, or uh, I, I've never lived in, like, Minnesota or wherever, but uh, the dog poo. The of, dog poo, yeah, okay. Yeah, it gets Now, uh, see, now that's concerning that it is such a rank smell because it's that big of a problem. Yeah. I can imagine, you know, four, five fudge logs. <laughs> sure. But, like, the amount... You're talking about is just, that just, it just smells like doo doo on that whole place in the spring. Yeah, I, w- I worked at uh, Mountain Meadows for a spring, and uh, and but yeah, some of the guys that worked year round they said yeah, it can get pretty gross. But it's also fun to go up there and find a bunch of goggles and sunglasses and 
one glove. Mm. See if you can find a pair. Yeah. But just stuff people drop off the ski. Oh, lifts. okay. Yeah. They mean like people dying. No, I don't think that they find a lot of bodies, but who knows? Who knows how often that happens? <laughs> hey, you want to talk about sports at all? I guess. Clippers go to their first Western Conference Finals in franchise history. Is that a, an accomplishment worth celebrating? And I'm not going to lie to you. I thought they already did once. Yeah. And it's the Western Conference Finals. Who cares? So says Kawhi Leonard. Well, well, we'll find out. Mm. Who, who cares? Oh, we'll talk, I take That's it. where we start. Okay. Next. Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet uses during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. All right, welcome back in. Uh, Will Will Darkens, Luke Anderson. Do we need Do we need uh, DJ names? Should we switch it up and uh, and come up with like clever clever on air names, or is it more of an FM thing? All right, I got Will Darkens here in the booth. They call me Will the Spill. This is unglued by Stone Temple Pilots. Today to the fan came back. Yeah, you're, right. it's, it's, you're totally right. FM thing. Have to be FM. Coming up in one hour, you can call in and get a free car. Nice. Nice. I think sports talk, we're fine just using our names. Coming up at 10 a.m., I got Dr. Herring coming in. He's going to get free boob jobs. Who wants to win a free boob job? <laughs> First caller. <laughs> hey, who am I talking to? Uh, <laughs> this is uh, Randy, long time, uh, first time. What's up, Randy? What kind of cup are we dealing with today? Uh, my wife's only got a, a, she's got a C cup, but it just, it just isn't in proportion with the rest. Um, all right. Clippers. Hey, Clippers. Let's go. Let's, let's go, go Clips? What are you going to say? Go Clippers? No. Uh, Terrence Mann. How about that, dude? Boy, I didn't see that. No. I need to pull up his, uh, his game logs. Wasn't he like... Did not play coach's decision early on in this series. He, in fact, was. And now he comes out and what he missed six shots the entire game. Yeah. 39 points, 20 points in the third quarter. They asked Donovan Mitchell after the game and they uh, were like, hey, you realize he missed six shots? He was like, what? Uh, his Donovan Mitchell. Excuse me. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell's face uh, in that press conference. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was uh, that was not a happy dude. And that guy did just about everything you can ask of a star player. They had a 25-point lead in that game. And the Clippers just clawed their way back behind the hot shooting of Terrence Mann. God, who had who had the over on his point total? It was probably 10. Well, up. I think you can uh, take solace because I'm just assuming anybody listening to this doesn't like the Clippers that um, that probably won't happen again. And they'll uh, and and I know this is a little too hot takey considering that Chris Paul is conceivably out for the first game, though the first game Sunday and we don't know what's going on with those protocols. Yeah, uh, they're going to get swept. Do you think so? The Clippers are going to get swept? Dude, they suck at their core. They were down 25. <laughs> at their core? Yeah, they, I know, but then they, they came were down back 25 in the third quarter, and the Jazz, who, by the way, had a hobbled Mike Conley in their starting lineup, yep. and a Donovan Mitchell, who is basically on an island, and Rudy Gobert, who seems allergic to scoring. And defense. And First, defense, yeah. which was weird. Well, what's interesting is Rudy Gobert had uh, back-to-back games with zero blocks for the first time since... They lost to the Nuggets last year in their series. Jeez. I mean, that talk about a I mean, that's the equivalent of of you know, a scorer getting, you know, shut out in a yeah. well, scoring less than ten points or whatever in a in a closeout scenario. Where here it is, you have the defensive player of the year. What is he, three time all defense or that's right? Mr. Back-to-back defensive player. Mr. Defense getting shut out on blocks in back-to-back games in back-to-back playoff eliminations. That's pretty crazy. But there was a there's a I'm trying to find it right now, and I apologize. My my, my search fingers are slow. I would not be playing a very good game of Googler right now. Um but there was a tweet about Terrence Mann that I gotta get for you. I'm not finding it. Doesn't matter. The guy, <laughs> okay. It, it, well, all right. You can describe it. Well, I'm trying. I'm trying to remember what it doesn't. It, it's not. As, I've got to try one. Are yeah. you okay? What no. is going on with you? <laughs> I didn't bring my laptop cord, so I didn't have. I didn't have it plugged in in the first segment because I need to save the battery uh, through it. Okay. So now I'm. I'm all, all right. kind. All Move kinds on. of things. Let's, uh, go That's ahead. What I was trying to do. <laughs> but you're like, no. Just and I'm like, yeah. I'm trying to move on. Okay. The all question right. I asked you before. All right. Clippers make it to the Western Conference Finals for the first time in franchise history. That's right. They're celebrating like they won a championship last night. Yeah, Patrick Beverly was like emotional about it. Oh yeah, well, yeah, he was. He was. Well, it just means so much to this city, and and you know everything Steve Ballmer's done to turn this franchise around, and it's just it's so important. You know, the franchise been around for fifty years, and we're you know getting rid of the demons of Donald Sterling. I'm like, it's a Western Conference Finals. If you get swept in the Western Conference Finals, you've achieved nothing. If you lose in Game 7, you've achieved nothing. How do we get to the point in 2021 that a team... I understand that they've been bad, but this is not a NBA Finals. You haven't won anything, in my mind, to this point. So it doesn't matter to you at all that they've made it further than the franchise has ever made it in the playoffs. Well, me personally, no. And if I'm the Clippers, I'm also kind of looking at this like, why the hell did this take so long? Um, You had one of the greater defensive players in the last 15 years in DeAndre Jordan in his prime, as well as Blake Griffin, who was in his prime at the time, and quite possibly the greatest point guard of this past 10 years, just pure point guard and Chris Paul, all on the same team. And you couldn't do that. So... No, 
None of it matters. And the fact that the Clippers uh, were at one point in these playoffs being talked about of shipping out Paul George in the offseason to try to make up for the fact that he just sucks in crunch time, which, by the way, he wasn't that great last night either, which should give you some pause heading into this next series. And again, I'm going to restate it. Don't be surprised if they just get red assed in this next series, like spanked over a barrel by the suns. Cause I think the suns can last one game without Chris Paul. And as well, from what I understand from the reports, he's vaccinated and that they have not confirmed that he has coronavirus. Yeah. Just tested positive. Just might've been around it. And so that he might just miss one game, this game on Sunday. Um, No, it means absolutely nothing. And you know, the Clippers are in this weird spot right now where they pretty much just relinquish control of their entire program and their entire culture to Kawhi Leonard. They got held hostage by the guy because basically there was this weird summer where he had that one year in Toronto and then it was like, do everything you can to give Paul George or I'm sorry, Kawhi Leonard, anything you want. And then they did. And then they figured out, Oh crap. He doesn't really have a plan. (laughs) In fact, he got Paul George to get to the Clippers by just texting him. Yep. They hadn't talked before that wing and a prayer. So the very fact that they made it to the Western conference finals should mean absolutely nothing. And in fact, it's kind of a spit in the face to basketball and how teams are organized because it just kind of proves that if you're incredibly good and eh, nothing really matters, you can get to this point by, you know, blowing 23 point leads and yeah, you know, just kind of stumbling ass backwards your way into a conference finals. I mean, that's what the the Nets are doing right now, too. Well, sure. But like the Blazers were in the Western Conference final a couple of years ago. And, it, it, yeah. you know, where to get them? A couple. They've got a fired coach and yeah. uh, and a couple years to figure something out or you're going to lose your superstar. So getting to a Western Conference final. Not for the Clippers. Apparently. For the Blazers, it meant a lot. <laughs> for the Clippers. No, no, no. Yeah. Not not what was happening before to. that. Yeah, I, it, I guess But they, even that again, look yeah. what happened to the Blazers when they got there. They got yeah. swept. And they ran into a all-time great team, I realize. But still, man, they just got they got embarrassed. And if that happens against the Suns, I'm going to look back at this moment where they are celebrating probably still right now cuz they were elated. Yeah. The greatest thing that's ever happened to the franchise. I guess, man, you got a lot of work to do. And the expectations are this is the team that should be competing for a championship. So all you did was live up to expectations. You're supposed to be here. And you've done it by getting down in two oh two holes. Mm. First team ever to do that. Amazing. If you do that to the Suns, you're gonna lose that series in four. Yeah. Okay. Especially with Chris Paul. All right. Let's look at the East. And I would also like to point out that I have called the Suns going to the finals and two separate personalities Since on October. this station. No, no, at the start of the playoffs. Okay. I said Sons to the finals, two separate personalities on this station scoffed at me and thought I was being Stephen A. Smithy. If and I was like, no, dude, just wait. If the if Chris Paul can't go, can they get Sons and Four Guy to play point? Oh, yeah. Guy, he, he's great. Isn't he, he just got a Devin Booker signed jersey yeah. sent to him. That guy is fantastic. Well, the, the great thing about that guy is the Denver fan had every bit of that coming. Yes. That was great. Um, all right. Let's talk about the Eastern conference which might be the more entertaining side of basketball for the first time in i don't know since the knicks runs to the uh knicks versus bulls runs to the uh finals i don't know but, uh let's let's go there after this sports center update 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast eastern conference two game sevens you see this one coming i'll tell you the bucks Nets series, the injuries have made this thing so intriguing. We were talking in the opening segment about a new coworker we have that was getting very angry losing at ping pong. I feel like the hissy fit that will be thrown if the Nets do not advance to the Eastern Conference Final will be on par with that. They will, they will pout on the same level that the Clippers are celebrating, I feel like. Just you with think the it'll be there. yeah, yeah, like yeah, the opposite end of the spectrum, obviously. But yeah, I, I feel like there's going to be a KD huff, there's going to be a Kyrie pout, there's going to be a James Harden strip club celebration that will be to the max. Yeah, I feel like too. I would love to if there is a beat journalist around there. I am praying they're planning on writing a book about this season. Oh, there you go. Because that locker room has to just suck. Like being on that team, dude, they basically restructured their team three times in one season. Well, I mean, you talk about Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers yeah. and the way that they're built, but that's nothing compared to way. I mean, let's get Steve Nash to be our coach. Yeah. Like it's just so bizarre. I would love to have the last danceification of this season to know what's going on there. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think what's interesting about the nets is that it's kind of a weird case study in the whole model of building a team and how perhaps it's just not viable anymore that, you know, like what the jazz are doing now, or like, you know, what the trailblazers have been doing the past, you know, whatever, six years or something. 
that that model you can't do it anymore. And the reason being is because they went out and go uh, got Kyrie Irving, sure, and that was kind of like okay, he's our centerpiece. And then they got Kevin Durant, and you go okay, this right here should be quite enough. Yep. You have Kevin Durant, who's let's be honest, the best basketball player in the world right now. Yeah, uh, uh, LeBron, uh, he's getting old. That's fair. Um, you got Kevin Durant, you got Kyrie Irving, yep. who is one of the more dynamic point guards. Sure. And you have a host of players, you know, cast members, teammates that have individual <laughs> skills. Air quoting yeah. teammates. It's true, though. Yeah, just, you know, they're fine. Yeah. Here's the other thing. Are they allowed to talk to Kyrie oh, and, and Katie? No. You don't even look at him. <laughs> but you're in the Eastern Conference. And it was kind of like, okay, yep. that should be quite enough. You, yep. you should be able to get the first. Well, no, it wasn't. And so they went out and got James Harden. And you know something else? They're second in the East. Yeah. Well, it's because they, they, they played eight games together yeah. the entire season. It's kind of pathetic. And it, it makes you mad to see this because if you're part of a small market like we are here, sure. it just basically craps in the face of, hey, you can do it through building. You know, don't give me that crap about the Warriors and the Spurs. That's fine. That yeah. You know, those are individual cases. For the most part... What you're looking at now with the Blazers this season and what just happened to the Jazz, it's pretty discouraging to see the Nets just basically be like, eh, screw it. We'll trade everything for the three best players on the planet and yeah, but, whatever happens there. But we also you also have to look at what happens afterwards. I mean, the the stability in Miami has has brought them, you know, back to a championship, at least playing for a championship. Last season. Last season after the big three left, but there was, there was some lean times around there where, you know, you, when you lose, you, you still have Chris Bosch and of course his him getting sick and stuff and, and, uh, and Dwayne Wade. But once they lost those guys, they, you know, they had to, they had to rebuild that team and Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra are the best qualified guys probably on the planet to do that because they've done it multiple times, but I'm very curious what happens to the Nets after this run, it'll be very interesting to look at it. Cause if you look at the way that the Cavaliers were constructed with LeBron James coming in, when he left the first time they were a disaster when they, he left the second time right now, they are an absolute mess. They might be one of the worst run franchises in basketball. Mm. The Lakers always recover because they're the Los Angeles Lakers. So whatever happens there, they're going to be fine. When Kawhi and and Paul George fail miserably against the Suns, what happens to them this offseason? So yes, the the building a team, uh, you know, in a microwave and and instapotting your team together to to have a couple runs at a championship is great, but man, when you go all in and you don't have any draft picks for a decade, it's going to be really hard for that team to hang on. Now if Milwaukee can win. It's a big win for small market teams here. You've got a game seven opportunity for it. The way the Suns were built is basically building through the draft. They added the one piece that they needed in, you know, veteran leadership with Chris Paul. You can count Jay Crowder as part of that too, but they were, they were a team that was kind of on the verge last year. They were close. They, I mean, they won all eight games in the bubble, right. To, to give themselves a chance at it, but because the Blazers played so well, they just missed out last year and then they go out and they make a big move in the off season. So you can't say that teams can't still build that way because you're seeing that they can. Cause the other side of the coin is you have the process. I mean, that's an entirely built team. It's, you know, it's not, it's not a super team in the 76ers who are the one seed and dude, look how fun the, the Atlanta Hawks are all of a sudden 
there's there there is a tweet that I have for that one that I need to read you uh, for Trey Young. This guy uh, at Woodley Sean says Trey's leap from lame to cool might be the fastest in basketball hip- history, perhaps human existence. Trey Young went from zero to hero faster than maybe anybody I can think of in sports. I guess. Yeah. Trey Young, I thought was going to be an absolute disaster in the league. Jeremy Lin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But he didn't go from, he was never lame. He was pretty lame. He was Harvard. He was a Harvard graduate. Yeah, but he wasn't in the NBA before, before Lin Sanity. Lin Sanity is when he came into the league. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He went back to lame. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would agree with you on that. I would agree with you with the Hawks. And I would agree with you with Trey Young and everything. And I think you make some good points with some of those teams, especially with Phoenix, because Phoenix genuinely did yeah. build through the draft. And it seems like they had their breakthrough year or not breakthrough year, but I guess breakthrough stretch last season in yep. the bubble. I mean, they didn't make the playoffs, but yeah, eight straight games. Incredibly impressive. I think that, you know, it's just that those cases you're talking about, it's lightning in a bottle. You yeah. know what I mean? And I guess that's where I go right back to the Portland Trailblazers is that we are at a point now and I'm going to bring this up and you can poo poo on it. Oh, I'm, I'm so ready. to. We are at a point now where the Philadelphia 76ers are incredibly vulnerable. And if GM bro has one brain cell left up on that gray head of his, he will throw the frigging kitchen sink at them to get Ben Simmons. Okay. He, I mean, the first phone call should be Damian Lillard's off the table. Everything else isn't. Be what do you want? Be interesting. I, I mean, it, what, what, it would be CJ McCollum. Yeah. Um, Nasir Little. Zach Collins. Zach Collins. You know, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> and two picks. Yeah. You do that. You get Ben Simmons. You now have one of the most dynamic starting lineups where you can switch off yeah. having a guy run point. You can have Damian Lillard be off the ball, which I've heard many analysts say. They say this constantly. Why don't we have Dame be off the ball more? He's great when he did. Well, here's your chance. Yep. You also shore up your complete defensive outlook now. Yeah. Like a new coach who's more defensively centered, nobody is shooting from the perimeter. Dude, last night, friggin' Trey Young trying to shoot from three and Ben Simmons manning him up and just frigging putting his six foot 10 wingspan up yeah. and blocking from the top of the key that right there. Last night when I saw it, I was like, Oh my gosh, please get Ben Simmons. <laughs> Just please. Yeah, no, it would be, it would be great to see the the other question that this week has kind of put out there about basketball. And we'll have to get this, this now or two mm. is where does analytics fit in it? Cause Daryl Morey, mm. the architect is is now in Philadelphia, but hey, he's moneyballing this thing. He's from MIT. He is moneyballing. I mean, yeah. he he is he is the NBA's moneyball guy. I just but, love how people use it as a verb, like for everything now. Like like you know what? You and I should moneyball this show. We should moneyball this show. I don't know what the hell that means. <laughs> like like what what would we have to do to moneyball this well, show? Well, what we do is we reverse engineer the most successful shows. Okay. So we take Cowherd mm. and we take like the Dan Lebitard show and mm. we figure out the bits and pieces that get people coming back. Right. The Done. little things that don't cost a lot. Yeah, well, exactly. Like what is it that they're doing that that we need? Let's let's moneyball this show and see if we can take it national. Let's do it. We'll reverse I engineer. I think we could do it. We'll do we'll do it in the break. Uh but the other <laughs> The other thing uh, that's happening right now in Dallas is the right-hand man. Do you know much about this uh, this 
consultant that Mark Cuban has at his right hand? Uh, no, though I have heard of him. Yeah, former gambler. I'm hearing more of him now. Yes, yes, you're hearing a lot of. Well, they they without a GM, without a head coach, with a legit 21 year old superstar on the roster. Uh, what happens there? Will Moneyball work in Dallas? We'll we'll discuss that in hour two. We have to get to good versus evil. It's next. Sinner and Saint on 1080 The Fan. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Modern trading cards. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the, What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. <laughs> Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil. Brought to you by the Titan of Hawaiian Restaurants. 808 on 1080 The Fan. I see Brad making power moves as soon as he stepped foot in the office. I love it. And here's why. He's telling Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, this is your team. Now you don't have to worry about, oh, can Kimba Walker and Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, can they play together? That's guy who I only imagine smells like leftover lasagna and dryer sheets, Kendrick Perkins. Two weeks after replacing Danny Ainge as president of basketball operations for the Celtics, Brad Stevens made his first big move as a new role. Boston sending all-star point guard Kemba Walker, the 16th pick in this year's draft, and a 2025 second-round pick to the Thunder for, wait for it, Al Horford, who they just had a couple years ago. Yeah, welcome back. Moses Brown and a 2023 second-round pick. Just to state this, the Celtics literally got Al Horford back in the most roundabout way. Oh, absolutely. So they didn't have to pay as much money. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Predict the state of both the Celtics and the Thunder in the next five years. Well, the Thunder uh, get more picks. More picks. They have Kemba Walker uh, now. I don't know that he's going to be the centerpiece that they're building around. But, man, however they decide, they have almost 40 picks in the next 10 drafts. Uh, They are going to be, I think, ahead of where the boss. Five years, you say, though. Mm. I think in five years, these teams are going to be both uh, playing deep into the playoffs. The the, the core of Jalen Brown and wow. Jason Tatum, I think I think if Brad Stevens is as smart as everybody keeps telling me he is, they're going to have a roster built around those two guys that's going to compete for championships. I just think that they're both the type of player that everybody's going, man, how do we get a guy like that? James was, was better tonight as far as um, what he was able to do. Uh, but you know it's tough. He's he's really limited, and it's not, he, you know he can't he can't do a lot of things that he's accustomed to doing. So I'm just I'm grateful that it, it doesn't appear that he has any setbacks. That's the guy whose hairline I can only hope to have in the next ten years, Steve Nash. Not sure if you've picked up on a theme for the NBA playoffs this season, but here's a few hints: Kyrie Irving out, James Harden playing hurt, Jamal Murray out, Anthony Davis played hurt, Joel Embiid playing hurt, Mike Conley played last night but looked like crap. Kawhi Leonard out. See where I'm going? 
Uh, no, I don't. Oh. I'm, not, I'm not picking up on it. I'll just Sorry. keep going then. NBA has an injury problem, most likely due to the bubble and a rushed schedule for this season. Is there anything the league can do at this point to reconcile this? No, probably not. Uh, I mean, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, back to business as usual. And if the injuries continue next season, then you've got a problem on your hands. But everybody had to get back to basketball at some point. The players wanted their money and the NBA wanted theirs. And it was agreed upon through the collective bargaining agreement. You get to the end of the season and, and the wheels start to come off a little bit. It's unfortunate. But at the same time, it's always been part of the game. What happened at the end of uh, the 2019 season? Uh, Clay, Clay, uh, Clay Thompson hurt. Uh, Kevin Durant hurt. So and so playing hurt. You know, it was the 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 team of the Warriors who went to five straight NBA Finals had more miles on them and couldn't make it through a season. Sorry, LeBron, that making uh, making it to and winning a championship put a you know a little bit of a hit on your health the next season. But hey, you won a championship. Would you trade it? No, you probably wouldn't. Shut up. Yeah, people call it the Mickey Mouse title. <laughs> yes, it is. I've learned a lot of things I, I couldn't even name off of. I mean, he's, he's talked to me a lot. Uh, I actually went to dinner with him and his wife. So we talked a lot there and um, kind of just his, his background and stuff like that, their story. That was not the starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears, Justin Fields. If you didn't hear that, he went out to dinner with Andy Dalton and his wife, which Ooh. I'm sure sucked. Oh, no. You Andy, think Andy Dalton would be a good time? I think Andy Dalton's a good time. He's probably got great stories, and uh, he's probably a nice guy. He doesn't, doesn't intimidate you too much. You don't yeah. have to worry. Too, would you be nervous if you got invited to dinner with Andy Dalton? Who, me? Yeah. I don't know. What? I don't know if I'd accept. What? Would, like, would you, why are you, would you be nervous to... about it for any reason? <laughs> like, would you have any? Like, what would you be afraid? Like, if you go with, like, I don't know. if Aaron Rodgers invites you out to dinner, you'd be like, oh, "This is gonna be pretty intimidating." That guy's he's smart. He's kind of an a hole. Yeah. It's like whatever. But you go out with with Andy Dalton. I mean, is he paying? Yeah, of course he is. He's a nice guy. Then yeah, I'm and probably, probably going takes in you there to a relax. nice restaurant. Yeah. But he also takes you to a restaurant where you don't have to worry about whether or not you you'll know what ingredients are in something. It's probably like good home cooked meals. You're not I gonna think get he'd take you to pastoroni. He wouldn't even take you to a nice restaurant. <laughs> no, take you My to wife a, loves this place. He'd take you to a nice <laughs> restaurant. It'd be it'd be a good it'd be a good time. It'd be a good place. And you know he 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 wouldn't be inappropriate with the waitress or anything. Yeah, good time. You gotta try the volcano cake. Yeah. So good. He's like, ah, oh, I watch you in college, man. You got a ton of potential. I'm like, I mean, I can't wait to hand over the reins of this team to you, but I'm not, not gonna do it. Not gonna do it without a fight. Not tonight. Yeah. Not at Pastoroni. Yeah. Not at Old Spaghetti Factory. Well, anyway, head coach Matt Nagy said earlier this week that barring an injury or something unforeseen, Andy Dalton would open the regular season as Chicago's starting quarterback. Is this a mistake? What? No. I mean, look at Matt Nagy's uh, track record of starting the right guy at quarterback since he's been the head coach of the Bears. How could he possibly make a mistake? Uh, I think it's better for Justin Fields not to start right away. Uh, I don't know that the Bears are ready to win right now with or without uh, a, a superstar quarterback anyways. So I think you go out there with Andy Dalton, see what you have as a team around him. If he proves to be you know, the better quarterback as the season goes along, you can make the switch at any time. But yeah, start the season with Andy Dalton makes sense. All right, time for my favorite story of the week. And this one comes from space. Nice. We haven't been to space for a while. No, we haven't. Uh, Jeff Bezos, ever heard of him? I'm familiar. Yeah, he's the guy that sells books on that online bookstore thing, right? There's an online petition begging him to buy 
and eat the Mona Lisa. What? Just because he can? What? A humorous online petition with more than 13,000 signatures calls for him to be denied re-entry to Earth once he goes up there with all of his rich buddies on the blue whatever. And they're basically saying we don't want him to come back unless he buys this painting, which he probably could. Sure. Well, of course he could. And then eat it. Yeah. (laughs) What? Okay. (laughs) All right. That's cracking you up. Yeah. uh, It's cracking me up because, like, you know, he might do it. (laughs) Just because Like, this guy is such a nutcase in terms of... Just, you know, how he lives his life. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, in a month, he was like, you yeah, know, actually, I did the analytics on it, and it makes sense. I just ate it. Have you have you subscribed to the theory that Jeff Bezos is Lex Luthor? Yes, I have seen oh, that. Yeah. But, but are you are you behind that theory? Are you are you 100% all in? If, if ever there were a supervillain, it is Jeff Bezos. Well, what did Lex Luthor do for a living? I don't know, but he had gobs and gobs of money. He did. And it, it, I don't think it ever said what is how he made his money. I'm Googling it. Yeah. You go ahead and Google how Lex Luthor. I'm sure it's in the comic books. I mean, they all have backstories and lore. I don't keep up with any of that. But, yeah, Jeff Bezos is going to space. And let's say he goes up to the moon and hangs out for a little bit and ingests some dust and comes back evil. Would you be shocked? Uh, No. Yeah. Uh, he was the CEO of LexCorp. Sure, I get that. What did LexCorp do? Uh, let's see. <laughs> if they were, an there's op- a whole Wikipedia page. Uh, about of course, LexCorp. of course, there. Oh, just LexCorp. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, they have the CEOs. They have the an employee list. Somebody, they have the owner. Somebody on the fan text line says, "Delicious beef Wellington wrapped in some Mona Lisa." <laughs> That's pretty good. That'd be bad. Uh, it's an aerospace engineering firm. There you go. Aerospace started in the top floor offices of the daily planet building in Metropolis. So he owns, he owns the Washington post, right? Oh God, you're right. Yes. And now he has a, uh, aerospace company. He's going to space. He's Lex Luthor. Well, what the hell's the end game to eat the Mona Lisa? Okay. See, this is where I get very confused about superheroes. Okay. What the hell is the point of destroying the world? Like, that is what, you know, they talk about, like, controlling the world or, like, yeah. destroying the, dude, you're on it. Yeah. You're going to die. I don't think. Why they, the hell are you destroying the world? I don't know that they want to destroy the world. They want to destroy the people and have total control over them, I think is what most of them want. I mean, like, that's why Batman, I think, is so appealing is they just want they want chaos so that they can take all the money for themselves. They want the city in shambles, right? The Joker's a lunatic. He's going to take it on the, the Bane or whatever. They just want to go and uh, they, they're just, they're organized crime basically mm. in, in that movie. Right. But yeah, when it gets, when it gets on a global level, I think they're just greedy and they want money and they want to manipulate people so they can get money. And if all the children have to die to make me richer, I think that's, I think that's the end game for them. LexCorp grew rapidly into a diverse international conglomerate with interests in utilities, waste management, industrial manufacturing, computer hardware, 
Chemical retail, bioengineering, weapons, pharmaceuticals, oil, communications, airlines, real estate, hotels, restaurants, technology, media, financial services, robotics, security, transportation, satellites, stock, brokerage houses, cash businesses, and food. Okay, let's pull so up. So everything. Let's pull up Amazon and what do they do and see how different those lists are. What does he need to do? Get into oil and uh, weapons? Is that next? Checking. Yeah, because they're already doing uh, they're already doing computer software. We know that researching. Uh, <laughs> it's a technology company which focuses on e-commerce, cloud computing, digital streaming, and artificial intelligence. Yeah. Wow. Artificial intelligence doesn't but, even say. Well, that, that but that's that's Amazon. But we want we want to really look at Bezos, right? Because he owns a lot of stuff outside of Amazon. But isn't it weird that the first line in this does not mention that it delivers all the crap you need to your house mm, that is at wild. a very cheap rate? Yeah. Well, it's just a matter of time before their uh, LexCorp. Watch out, world. Jeff Bezos. That's scurry. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we move on. We need to moneyball this thing. We're going to moneyball this show. That's right. We're going to moneyball the NBA. We're currently moneyballing it. We're moneyballing. No, we've got some ideas. Somebody it's threw in the out process, some, yeah. Somebody threw out some ideas that I think are pretty good. I've got, oh. I've got two suggestions, one from the text line, one I came up with myself. Okay. On how we moneyballed this show. That's right. You tell me what you think of those, and we'll talk about uh, moneyball going on in Dallas. That'll be hour two. Oh, and we have a fun poll question, I think. It is. It, oh, yeah. Okay. It is fun. I can confirm. All right, Will will share the fun poll question in hour two. So much more to come on this edition of The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.